Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. Today's the Sabbath, July 30th, the last Saturday of the month. Before I start, I want to say my um, announcements. Next week is chapter four through six. Today's chapter is one through three. I will be doing the whole chapter, um, the whole, sorry, book of Yahshua that they call Joshua. I'm going to be calling him Yahshua, not Joshua. They're going to be sending the whole, uh, I'm going to be doing the whole book of Yahshua, son of Nun, in threes. But we will be doing the chapters in threes, the whole book until we get over it. And then we'll move forward. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can upload the question under the uh, little vignette in Spotify. What is a vignette? A small synopsis or story of what the um, lecture is about. Under there, you can ask a question. You can upload a question. I can answer the question online or I can answer it privately. It's up to you. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, we are located on three platforms and growing. I will um, alert you to whatever new platform I um, get on, which um, will be soon. We are currently on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. Okay. Now, like I said, this is Yahshua, the book of Yahshua. After Deuteronomy is the book of Yahshua, who the whole world calls Joshua. You already know there was no J's. 500 years ago, so way back in biblical days, you know there wasn't no J's. Even with the fourth kingdom, there was no J's. So all of a sudden, these J's popped up. But anyway, as the devil fooled the world in every way possible. Okay, so Yahshua outline number one, chapters one through three. Okay, this is Yahshua's commission from the Most High. As we discussed last week, the Most High took his power from Moshe, which is Moses, Moshe is the real name, and put it on Yahshua, who they call Joshua. You know, I'm just giving you a synopsis so you'll understand who, when I say Yahshua, I'm not talking about the one and only um, Most High's son. I'm talking about son of Nun. His father's name was Nun, so his name is Yahshua. We don't know nothing about no names, okay? That's Latin. Let them have that. Real name is Yahshua, but we ain't talking about the one and only begotten son, like I said. All right. So um, chapter one is Yahshua's commission from the Most High, okay? From chapters one to, uh, to two, the Most High appoints 
Yahshua to succeed Moshe, okay? Um, Yahshua was the quote-unquote minister to Moses simply because he had to grow in status according to Moses. So Moses was grooming him. And in today's term, he was shadowing Moses. So you know what that means, okay? So um, Yah tells Yahshua to arise and go over the Jordan, who they call Jordan, to the promised land. Now they're getting ready to go to war, okay? Now remember, all through Deuteronomy, especially during the last times the Most High was grooming them and putting in their hearts to um, re, um, reiterate over and over and over and over and over and over his law, statutes, precepts, and commands. Now notice how the Most High is telling them over and over, okay? Since they ain't going to listen, later on the Most High said he's going to put it in their hearts so that they don't have to keep telling each other because you already know human beings don't do what they're supposed to do. You know that, and I know that. So the children of Israel was no different. They ain't listened to nothing the Most High said. So anyway, the Most High promises that all the land... Okay, there is from the wilderness of Lebanon and unto the great river of Perith and all the land of Chittim and under the sea, un, excuse me, um, unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be the children of Israel. Okay, so that's what the Most High is promising. All right, so um, also. Um, Chapters uh, three to four is the borders of the promised land, which I just said. Okay, so the most I say, you're gonna have all that. Notice today, put a little pen in that three or four. Notice today in Israel right now, where there's people that occupy, I already told you, people migrate all the time. They've been doing it since biblical days and since the last, the, um, the uh, coming together of the last kingdom and the um, restructuring of the last kingdom. There's people that live in Israel today. Are they the children of Israel? No. They are not the children of the man Israel. No. Okay? And if you don't believe that, look in the scriptures and it says when the children of Israel go back to Israel, there ain't going to be no war. Look at what's going on right now. There is a war currently right now as I am speaking to you in Israel. And it's not being broadcast. <laughs> So we already know that the children of Israel, the man, is not occupying the land of Israel right now. No. Okay. Chapters 5 through 7. Yah promises to assist Yahusha. Now, just like the most I said, I got your back, Moses. Okay. The same thing he's going to do to Yahshua. Okay. The most I says, um, no man shall be able to stand before you, Yahshua, all the days of your life. Just like I was with Moshe, I'll also be with you. I will not fail you and I won't forsake you. As long as you're in the will of the Most High, he's not going to. Even to this day, the children of Israel, as long as you're in the will of the Most High, the Most High will turn around and do what he needs to do. He already said what he said. But he's telling um, Yahusha, I'm, I ain't going to be, I'm not, my, what I say, I'm going to do. I said, I'm a, uh, I got your back. I'm a habit. I don't go back on my word. I make my vows what it is and I don't go back. And this is how the children of Israel should be. But naturally we know it's not. He's telling Yah, um, Yahusha, um, 
be strong and have a lot of courage, okay? Be strong and full of courage because you're going to need it, okay? Um, unto this people shall you divide an inheritance. He's also given an inheritance to the people. Now, remember, there, there's a lot of land back then. Remember, I already told you people steal land and it's against the biblical laws. But there was a lot of land that the Most High said, I want you to divide up with the children of Israel. This was, we kept going back and forth with this in Deuteronomy. So there is a massive piece of land today. In today's times, that land is not like that. So that's how you can tell it's not the children of Israel. Yeah, it's so many clues. But the Most High is telling you each line of um, Yasharel, Israel, the man, every line gets a piece. And that's how big it was. That land originally was huge. It's not like that no more. Okay? So um, the Most High is telling Yeshua to be um, strong and he's going to divide the land uh, to each line that he promised your forefathers. Okay? He's telling Yeshua to be strong and be courageous. Listen to the Torah and don't sway away from it in any way. The that's the Most High's Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. So that you can prosper wherever you go. This is what the Most High is telling Yeshua in um, chapters five through seven. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, in um, verses five through seven. In verse eight and nine, um, the Most High gives Yeshua instructions, uh, specific instructions, okay? The Sefer of the Torah, which is the Lord's, I already told you, the Sefer, the Sefer is scrolls. The Torah are the Lord's. The first five books of Moses are the Lord's. They call it the Pentateuch, trying to be all extra. But it's the Lord, so probably the Pentateuch would be a Hebrew word. But it's basically the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. Okay, um... The sefer of the Torah shall not depart from your mouth. Keep it in your heart. Keep it in your mouth. For what's in your heart is going to come out and you're going to display it. So that's why the Most High says keep it in your mouth and in your mind. Okay? So you can abide by it. You shall meditate on it day and night. This is what we're supposed to be doing as children of Israel and all those believers, the second flock. This is what we're supposed to be doing, but you know we don't. Okay? When you abide by the Lord's precepts, statutes, and commands, your ways will be prosperous and successful, okay? Don't be afraid. The Most High is always with you wherever you go. Why is the Most High keep saying he's going to be with you? Because he wants you to know, I don't care what you do, I'm right here, okay? And nine times out of ten, if the Most High is with you and you're making decisions, the Most High is coaching those decisions. So that's why he keeps telling Yahshua, I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be right here. The same thing he did to Moses. I'm going to be right here. Okay. Verses 10 and 11, Yahshua prepares the people to pass over the yarding. Yahshua commands the officers. Remember, in Deuteronomy um, and Numbers, the Most High told Moshe to make sure that the lines have... Um, people um, 20 and up so that they could go fight in the war. Now, remember, I want you to remember what the war is about too. The Most High said, vengeance is mine. So what was the Most High doing in the war? 
he was the one who was decimating. And then the children of Israel could do whatever they want to, not whatever they want to, but the most high goes in with his angels. The angels smite most of the um most of the people because the people who the children of Israel are going up against are multitudes. And remember, one could chase a thousand and two um ten thousand. Now, why is that possible? Because the most high is sending his angels to smite everybody. Now, the little bit that's left. I'm going to give you the power to get that. That's why. People think that just war, oh, it's just going to be man on man. Uh -uh. With the children of Israel, the Most High sent his angels to smite people down. He sent his bees. He sent his, um, his animals to tear you up. All of that he did. And he's going to do it in the last days too. So this is what's been happening. When people think, oh, yeah, well, the children of Israel just went in there and they just started wars and this. Uh-uh. Those are the heathens talking about that and the people who's ignorant. The Most High clearly says that he walks among them and he's sending angels to smite them. And we will see that. We're going to see that. We're going to see that because we're going to read that. Okay, so um, the um, like I said, 10 and 11, he's um, sending the officers that were assigned to uh, pass through the whole and command the people to prepare to move forward to possess the land that's promised. Now, let me set the stage for you. The commanding officers and all those people that was chosen to become a uh, powerhouse, meaning a military. Remember, we, we went through this in um, Numbers of Deuteronomy. They have to be a certain age and all of this. Well, they're assembling and the whole children of Israel is like behind them. Okay, versus the people of war in the front, then the, the rest of the children of Israel, like the, um, the older men, the older women, uh, the um, young women that have children, they in the middle, and then at the end is um, a, a little bit of people of war, just to protect the, uh, the children. So that's how the assembly was. But the Most High got, you know, they have to go into these lands. Remember, they have to fight the people surrounding the lands to get to the land and fight the people in the land. So that's, they got a whole hell of a um, war um, agenda <laughs> that they have to go through, okay? 12 through 15, he puts the two tribes and a half in mind of their promise to Moshe. So um, not only does the most high, because the most high, um, when two of two and a half of the tribes, remember, wanted to stay on the other side, of the yard and then we already discussed that in Deuteronomy two and a half tribes because they were so big they wanted to stay on the other side because it was better for them their promise was we're gonna help y'all conquer this land because they already had their land they had their land way when they was traveling over we already discussed that so now the most high is instructing Yahshua to go get the men over there assemble so we could go over here and fight for this land now already they already got their land they got their land already, but, um, and this is two and a half tribes. So they're gonna go over and they're gonna um, help the rest of the children of Israel to fight for Canaan. They not in Canaan. They not gonna go to Canaan. They on the other side. Okay, they on the other side of the Jordan, which is the Yarden. okay? Yeshua also reminds the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half a tribe of Manasseh, and don't forget the half a tribe, to keep their word and um, help in the war. Remember they, I'm sorry, I'm reading my own writing. 
Oh, remember, they will reside on the opposite side of the yard and from the rest of the nation, two and a half on one side and the 10 on the other side. I don't want you to ever forget that because that's exactly what happened. Not those particular brothers, but two and a half, two and a half or one and a half tribes get scattered. Not only does Judah's uh, tribe get scattered, okay? It's a, a piece of another brother's tribe being scattered too. And when the Most High said he scattered everybody, he did, because they had to run from their land into other lands. So you were scattered. But um, the Most High said specifically, I'm gonna put specific tribes in sheep, excuse me, in ships. Okay, everybody didn't go on a ship. And the closest land that was um, in uh, where the children of Israel resided, where Canaan is, is Africa. And it was all Africa. So this is why I, do, I want you to focus, understand, because things change all the time. And just to give you a little information, people think that things stay the same and um, how Africa's so small and this and that. Uh-uh. That's an optical illusion to people. First of all, the map that you've been indoctrinated to believe that exists is upside down. That's number one. Number two, Africa is the largest, it's the largest um, continent out of everybody. But it looks small because they do something to the map, manipulate it. How does the devil fool the whole world? In every way possible. Now, I did not put that down when the devil fools the whole world because other things were more important. But just know the map is upside down, number one. In Africa, they portray Africa as a small. Most of these countries and continents could fit in Africa. Uh-huh. And, and you're being lied to, period. So like I said, moving on. Chapter, um, excuse me, um, verses eight, uh, 16 to 18. The promise, um, well, let me just make sure, hold on. Okay. Um, they promised him loyalty, okay? The, um, the uh, two and a half tribes are promising Yeshua that they're going to be loyal. And they, they are. They promise, okay? So um, the two and a half tribes stated that they would listen and obey to the directive of the Most High, okay? Whoever goes against the directive in war, he shall be put to death, Okay? You must keep the promise to the most high in regard to your brethren and go over there and wipe these heathens out. Now that was chapter one. Chapter two is they are going to scout out the land. They're going to send scouts out to the land and they run into this hub. Yes, I did say hub. They say whoremonger, they say harlot. I'm using today's words, huh? So chapter two is Rahab shelters the spies. So while going into these different lands, they ran across, well, let me, let me back it up. While going into the lands, because remember, everybody knew the children of Israel. Everybody knew that the most high was with the children of Israel. Everybody heard about all the, um, the power of the most high. Everybody heard that the children of Israel was wiping people out. And how could they? They're a small nation. How are they wiping out multi and multi-nations? Because they knew that the Most High was here. Do not get it twisted. Everybody over there knew the Most High. Did they worship the Most High? 
no. They still worship their own gods, but they knew that the Most High was the father of all. That's why in these scriptures, it keeps saying other gods. Uh-uh. Know that people were idolatrous and whatever they called, um, um, whatever they called their idols was considered, and it wasn't God because that's an English word, was considered whatever it was to them. Remember, back then there was no English words. It was everybody's different language. And Hebrew was the word, um, Hebrew was the language. And it was probably a different word for Hebrew, but we'll use Hebrew for the, for the time being. Um, the children of Israel had their own language from the Most High, which was the original language. Now, remember, when um, the languages got confounded in the original Babylon, uh-huh, that's when um, people started speaking different languages. But in the beginning, everybody was speaking the most highest language, which is Hebrew. The children still spoke that language, okay? And I'm gonna tell you how important it is. I already told you with the changing of somebody's name, they want you, and especially the children that was scattered, I want you to speak my heathen language. I do not want you to speak your own language. Notice the children of Israel today, in today's time, when they start speaking their metaphors and symbols, why do everybody want to know what they're talking about? When they come together, four and five, I don't care if it's two or three, when they start coming together, people always listen and pay attention to them. The police always come. Everybody always want to know what they're talking about. There's even a, a slang they call slang. There's even a slang uh, uh, dictionary or whatever. Uh-huh. Why? When we don't speak our language no more. You think they don't know you, the children of Israel? You better stop that. Anyway, back what I was saying, chapter two. Okay, from um, two through seven, we on chapter two, two, excuse me, verses one through seven, Rahab receives and conceals the two spies. Now, Yahusha sends two spies to, um, to scout out the land. Now, the two spies scouted out the land, but people started hearing that there was spies. You think the people who, um, that the children of Israel was getting ready to infiltrate didn't know that they was getting ready to get smashed? Yes, they knew. And they was trying to figure out what was going to happen so that they could be on guard. But remember who walks with the children of Israel? The Most High. So I don't care what you need. You can't beat the Most High, boo. So this is what happened. Yahshua sends out two spies out of Chittim secretly to go and scout out the land of Jericho. And the two spies left and went to the land. And while um, there, they came to a whore's house named, now they say Rahab, but it says here, Rashev, R-A-C-H-A-V. So I'm just going to say Rahab, but it's Rashev, the real name. And they stayed at her house and the word got back to the king of Jericho that two men from Yasharel came and searched out the country. So you know they knew, okay? And the king said to Rahab the hoe, and he already knew they was there. He said, send them to me. But Rahab hid them and told the king through the messengers they did come to see me, but they're not here anymore. She didn't know where they went. This is what she's telling the king. I don't know where they went, okay? She said, uh, you should hurry up and try to find them before they leave. But she actually hid them on the roof of her house. This is what the boy did, okay? That's verses one through seven. Verses 
8, excuse me, verses 8 through 22. Um, and by nightfall, Rahab went on the roof and, um, and told the man, I know who you are. I know that um, the Most High has given you the land. You see how she did, said? And all the people knew that the Most High was rocking with the children of Israel. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Okay, and I want you to know this. They was all melanated. Why do I keep saying that? Because melanated people believe something totally different from non-melanated people. That's why I'm saying it. And I'm going to say this. M melanated people are pretty much spiritual people. I don't care how wicked they present themselves. They got a spiritual foundation. I'm not saying they better or worse. I'm just saying they have a spiritual foundation because they are original people. They know about spiritual things. They may not practice it and they may reject it, but they know it. Okay. Melanated people know, and they this is their foundation, even though they don't have a, a, a connection with the most high, but their foundation is that they are spirit, soul, and flesh. Non-melanated people believe that they flesh, soul, and spirit. Is that a difference? It's a big difference. Just FYI. Okay. So Rahab is telling them, oh, I know who you are. Okay, we all know who you are. We all know that the most high, Yah, uh, the father of spirits, walk with y'all. We know, we heard about all the things y'all did to the other nations. We heard and we stayed. This is what Rahab is telling him. Okay, so um, she said, oh, I know that the most high gave you this land. That your terror has fallen on us and that all of the inhabitants of this land is scared because of you. We heard how the Most High draw or oh, dried up the Red Sea for you, and you came out when you came out of Mizraim, and what you did to the king of the Amorites and to King Og, who was destroyed. Oh, they all heard about that. Oh, they know. Okay. As soon as we heard, our hearts melted, and our courage went out of our men because the Most High Yah in his power. Rahab asked them to spare her and her family's lives, okay, through the kindness and the protection of the scouts. The men um, stayed, what is this? Sorry. The men stated that um, they'll protect her. They said, our lives for yours. They'll protect her. Um, and they said, you know, they also wanted her to remember, uh, remind of us of this because we will be invaded. Okay. Uh, we will spare your life and your family and be kind to you when the Most High gives us this land. Rahab told the men to go down the mountain and hide three days until the pursuers return to the land and then you can go on your way. So she's basically telling them, go to the side of the mountain because that's where she is. She's on, like, there was fortresses in a lot of lands. So you couldn't get into the land because of the fortresses. You know, there was wars back then. So she's telling them, go hide in a certain place and stay there for three days because they're going to be looking for you for three days. After that, leave. So you see how much that whole new? Okay, from the oath of the um, two spies, to Rahab, when it comes time for war, gather up your family. This is what the spies is telling Rahab. 
gather up your families and stay in the house and don't come out. Why are they saying that? Because they're going to tear the whole place down. Don't come out your house, Rahab, when we get in here. And that's how you're going to be saved. Tell your father, tell your mama, tell all everybody who's related to you, go in the house and close that door. Okay? Okay. Um, verses 23 and 24. The return of the spies in their, excuse me, in their return and relation. Okay, the two, the two spies came back from the mission of Jericho and they reported back to Yahusha of what happened. And they said to Yahusha, Yahuwah has delivered this land in our hands. So, you know, they believe in it. Oh yeah, we're going to get this land. Uh-huh. From even the people of the country, they scared of us. Okay. So that's what was happening in chapter two. Chapter three is um, Yasharel crosses the Jordan. Oh gosh, now it's about to be on and popping. Yeshua comes to the Yarden. And Yeshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Chittim. That means they left the land of Chittim and came to Yarden. He and the children of Israel lodged there before they passed. So they lodged in um, Chittim. Chittim is one of those lands that it was different people there. Remember, the children of Israel said when they go into and invade certain lands, certain lands, not all, that they go, you know, the goal is to go to um, Canaan and tear it down. Now, where's Canaan? The land of Ham. All, the, all that area was the land of Ham. Uh -huh. Originally. So the most I say, I want this for y'all. Forget Ham now. Ham is cursed. So the children of Israel, the most High is leading them over there to Ham. So all those lands was occupied by the children of Ham. Understand that. So the most I say, I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking that right there. It's gonna be the children of Israel. So the most high told the children of Israel, first, when you invade certain lands, those are the outskirts of the lands that you're supposed to be dominated, the outskirts. Because remember, the children of Israel are supposed to be fighting several nations before they get there. The ones close, the nations closest to um uh to um Canaan, the most high wants them to decimate them. The ones that's more on the outskirts, they the more they are the people that are more. I want, I don't want to say peaceful, but more um, not really connected with uh, the um, ideals of Canaan. So that's why the Most High said, "Well, when you go in and you start invading the lands, because you got to cross these nations to get into um, Canaan, then if the people don't want war, then you make a um, you know a covenant with them." Just say, you know, all right, we can all live peaceably and you're going to, um, we're going to be the landlord of you and you're going to give us like taxes. That's how it is. The Most High said, seek peace first, but if they don't, destroy them. That's what the Most High said. And we already discussed that in Deuteronomy. So we're, uh, we're on um, chapter three, verses two through six. The officers instruct the people for their passage. Now, remember, they going, remember, it's almost a million people and they going into these lands. Not only do they have generals, captains, and a whole war um, uh, uh, battalion, they have the women and the children too and the elderly. So they have to cross over these. And remember, if the people that they crossing over want peace, have peace with them. So that's what's happening. They have to assemble. After three days, the officers went through the host. They commanded the people to look at the ark, 
Yeah, look at the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah there, El. Look at the Ark Everybody assemble, look at the Ark of the Covenant because who's in the Ark of the Covenant? The Most High. And I'm not saying, you know, his whole body, but his laws, that's how powerful they are. Remember, the Most High said, heaven and earth is going to pass away, but not my laws, statutes, precepts, commands. And the laws was written on two sapphire stones. That's, when the, that's what's in the Ark of the Covenant. So that's how powerful the Ark of the Covenant is. And understand, nobody could touch it. That's how holy it was. They couldn't put it down. They couldn't do nothing. They had to put those two poles, those holy uh, poles, acacia wood poles. They had to hold on to it, the children of Levi. Understand that. That's how holy it was. So the Most High is telling the whole congregation, look at this, look at this chest. Everybody look at it. The Levites was bearing it. They was holding it. Then leave from your place and go after it. Follow it. There will be a space between you and it. You have enough space for it. Don't be all up on it. Okay. About 2,000 cubits. That's how far you have to stay away from it. By measure. Don't come near it. Okay. Steer clear. Yeshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow, Yahuwah will do wonders among you. Yahusha told the priest to take up the ark and pass before the people. Now, why did the Most High have everybody assemble and look on it? Because the power is there. What did I tell you? L is power. What did I just read? Look at the power of your L. I mean, look upon your L, which is the power. Because you're going to see some things. The Most High said, watch me. Watch what I'm going to do. I want you to watch me. This is only the children of Israel saw the most high uh, miracles. They saw all, they the only ones. I'm reading it to you in black and white. Okay, now verses seven through eight, the most high encourages Yahshua. So you see how the most high continues to encourage Yahshua. Yahshua said, excuse me, Yahuwah, the most high said to Yahshua, this day I begin to magnify you in the sight of all Yasharel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And you shall command the priest to bear the ark, saying, hold that ark, when you are in the brink of the water of the yarden, you shall stand still in the yarden. So let me give you a little piece of in information with what they got to do. When you get, because you have to cross the water, you have to cross the uh, the water of, or I don't know whether it's a river or whatever it is. I want to say river. You have to cross the river of the Yarding, which is the Jordan English word. And before you get, when you're, when that ark, when those priests that's holding that ark get into the water, like they get ready to cross the Yarding, when that water gets to your ankle, I want you to stop. Uh-huh. When that water gets to your ankle, I want you to stop. And that's what um, Yahuwah, the Most High, is telling Yahusha to tell the priest. Because remember, everybody's going to be watching. They said, it, the Most High said, everybody watch this. Um, watch the covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is being um, held by the priest. Everybody watch it. Okay, now we're on um, chapter 3, 9 through 13. Yahusha says, Yahusha told the children of Israel, come close and hear the words of Yahuwah, Yah Elohim, 
Yahusha said, hereby you shall know that the living Elohim is among you and that he will without fail drive out those heathens from before you. The Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, Hiv, yeah, Hivites, and the Perizzites, and the Gargashites, and the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Those are all the nations that the Most High is going to get rid of so that they could go into Canaan. Uh-huh. So as you can tell, it's one, two, three, four, five, it's six. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Adonai of all the earth passed over before you into the Jordan. Now, therefore, take 12 men out of the tribes of Yasharel, one from each tribe, and it shall be that as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that are holding the Ark of Yahuwah shall rest in the waters, lose your souls in that water of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down, slow down from above. So there was like a waterfall and then all the Russian water is going down. So that's what the most High said, as soon as your feet hit that water, I'm gonna stop it. <clears throat> and when the people moved their tents to pass over the Jordan, and the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as the priest that bear the Ark come into the garden, and the feet of the priest that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water. For the garden overflows unto the bank of all the, what is it? Oh, for the Ark of the Water um, runs there all the time. Now, this is this right here, since I read over it, I ran into from 9.13 to 14 to 17, which is um, those verses, okay? So the Most High is getting ready to divide that water. Let me just say something. People think that uh, the only time that the Most High divided water was when they came out of Mizraim. Uh-uh. The most high divided water several times. See, this is the lies that you've been taught. Let me keep reading. Okay. That the waters which came down from above stood up and rose up into the heat. And I'm going to explain what it means in a minute. Very far from the city that is beside Zeratan. I'm going to tell you what Zeratan means. Hold on. Three. Let's 16. I'm gonna read it from the Amplified. And the waters which were flowing down from above stopped and rose up in the mass a great distance away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarathan. Those waters flowing down toward the Sea of Arabath, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. So the people crossed the river opposite Jericho. And while all the people of Yasharel crossed over on dry ground, the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Most High El stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the river. It ain't no river because the Most High dried it up. 
until all the nation of Yasharel had finished crossing the Jordan. Now, let me give you, let me just throw a little idea in your head of how miraculous this was. For those people who live in New York City or New York State or whatever state you live in in, in United States, mo most of the time there's a river. Our river is the Hudson River. The river is long and it's deep. It's very deep. Think about the Most High telling you, hold this, hold whatever he wants you to hold. And the minute you go to where the beach part is, because there's beachy parts, go to where the beach part is. As soon as your toe hit that water, I'm going to move it apart so you can go from New York to New Jersey. I'm going to move it. I'm going to move that water right for you. And the minute your toe hit the beach part of that water, all the water just moved to the side, one to the right, one to the left. And you can see everything that was at the bottom of that river. That's exactly what happened to the children of Israel. Is that not miraculous? Are you not going to believe your eyes with the most high did in front of you? These are the kinds of um, miraculous things that the most high continued to do before the children of Israel. And guess what? They still showed they behind. This is the nonsense. This is the nonsense. So I'm finished with this lesson. Like I said, next week will be chapters four through six, which is, you know, four, five, and six. I need to break these chapters down in three chapters each in the book so that you know exactly the miraculous things that the Most High did when Yeshua was, uh, became the captain of the children of Israel. First it was Moses, and then the torch, the spiritual torch went to Yeshua, who they called Joshua. Uh, anyway. Do not forget how powerful um, Yahshua was, because he was just as powerful. Well, there's slight differences between Moshe and Yahshua, but he was powerful because he was faithful. He had faith in the Most High since the day he went into the land of the promise, him and 11 other people, him um, and um, Caleb and all the rest of the 10 other people that the 10 people brought back a wicked report talking about, oh, we can't take them. They too big, this, that. The Most High got rid of that. And the Most High said, I'm going to make you real powerful in this nation, um, Yahshua and Caleb. I'm going to make y'all powerful. And that's exactly what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. Now, um, Caleb is, I'm sorry, um, Yahshua is the son of Nun, which is the line of Ephraim. I want you to know that, but I'm saying this just to let you know that he ain't even a line of the priest and the Most High is making him powerful, more powerful than the priest. He's the one that the Most High is talking to directly. Now, at this time, the Most High is talking to the priest, but there's a there's a one priest that the Most High will go to and then he'll tell the rest to bring. But Yahusha, who is the son, the son of Nun, he is who the Most High is going to since um, Moshe is dead. So I need you to understand exactly what's happening. I need you to understand that the Most High is walking in the midst of the children. The Most High is sending his angels with swords, flaming swords, to go after the heathen in those lands. Six nations, that's powerful, large, Hamite nations, the children of Israel have to go up against. And the children of Israel don't have as much, even though it's a million of them, they don't have as much men as these other nations do. And all these nations, they, they connect with one another. 
Okay, so that's why the most I said, I'm, I'm gonna be walking in the midst of y'all. I'm, I'm here already. I'm already, I'm all over y'all. I got you. I'm all over y'all. And that's exactly what's happening. So what is the most high sending? The most high is sending natural disasters after the heathen. And I would just say the children of Israel. I mean, sorry, the Hamites. And um, he's sending his angels. So spiritual disasters and um, natural disasters, which is bees, animals, stuff like that after you. And I have to stress that because in these end times, the same thing's gonna happen. The same thing's gonna happen. People think that the natural occurrences is not the, the most high is not behind it, but yes, he is. He says it. And when we get into those pro those prophets, oh, you will see. The most high is saying it. I'm I'm gonna make this happen. I'm gonna make that happen in the form of a natural disaster. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. The most high got all kinds of plans for people who listen and those who don't. So I am finished with these. Um, three chapters and like i said next week we will be doing uh four five and six um like i said if you have questions concerns comments or just want to drop me a line um just let me know how i'm doing either go to cliff note it's one word cliff nut note the letter q the letter n the letter a at yahoo.com or upload the question that is under this lesson Thank you. I wish that you have a good um, Shabbat and Shabbat Shalom until next time. Hi, the scriptural cliff notes sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks.